praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for such a wonderful day. Thank you, Lord, for just giving us another day of life, another opportunity to draw close to you. Thank you, worship team, for setting the mood, this beautiful mood that we have uh, in the presence of God. God is faithful in all his ways. And um, I, I think that whatever um, we speak about tonight, uh, it may hit home with you. And so I pray that the Lord would touch you. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. It is an honor to stand before you from this great pulpit that has taught you and me wisdom to live a life that honors God and gives us such great hope for, the, for what God is doing here. And now, even as our faith is being tested during this time of trial in the world, in our community, and in our soul. I want to thank Pastor Mark for uh, this opportunity tonight to break the bread of life. This was coined by Jesus himself, who said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. David in his Psalms said, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. To say that we have gone through some challenges in this time during this pandemic of COVID-19 is to minimize the extent of what we have been challenged with as believers. I dare say for my generation, nothing like this has ever happened. It's nearly six months that we've been going through this. And the uncertainty of tomorrow could cause us to lose hope. But if you would speculate with me, you may discover that nothing escapes God. He is on his throne. And if he is able to maintain the stars in alignment, cause the sun to rise up every morning, feed the birds of the air, and know your most anxious and intimate thoughts, then we can agree he will see you through. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to talk about two things that I hope will bless you and help you trust God for your victory. The first part is about the life of Abraham. Those whose scars on his faith did not deter him from listening to and obeying God's voice. Although his faith was tested, it was the means God used to bring Abraham to his destiny. The second part is when there is trouble. And we've experienced a lot of trouble recently. Faith triumphs. Hallelujah. And here I hope to lead you through some passages that will encourage you and keep you on the path to dependence on God for your personal growth. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Can I hear you give him a praise back home? Hallelujah. Yes, I may not hear you, but in spirit we are one because God has set us together. 
Hallelujah. The life of Abraham is an amazing story of a man who went through so much in his life, but because of his obedience, he was able to achieve destiny that God had prepared for him. He learned it back when he heard that distinct voice that called him to leave his country of Sumar. It's hard enough to listen to people that are next to you who are well-intentioned, good, and have good advice for you. But imagine listening to someone you can't see. You may ask yourself, self, did I hear that right? Yes. In Genesis 12.1, the word says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land I will show you. I will make you great, a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in all and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So Abraham, before the Lord changed his name, heard the command of God to leave everything he held dear in his life for an unknown land, Canaan, and a promise. That takes an unusual amount of faith. Abraham, however, placed his security in the hands of that voice of God and departed with the people they gathered in Haran, took his wife, Lot his nephew, and all their possessions. Now, the reason I'm sharing this story is because just when you think the Lord is done with your life, it may be the beginning of a new chapter. God needs to complete your destiny, and if we are obedient, he will take us through it. A destiny that can impact future generations. Here is a summary of Abraham's journey. Abraham goes to Egypt, becomes wealthy, inherits Canaan, permits Lot to choose first which land he will take, and runs away with the best parts of the family business. He prays for the deliverance of Lot at Sodom. Abraham lies about Sarah to King Abimelech, and Isaac is born when Abraham was 100 years old. But in the last chapter, say last chapter, last chapter of Abraham's life, the word says in Genesis 22:1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of those mountains of which I will tell you. I want to point out 
the part that says God tested Abraham. This was not so much a test to produce faith as it was a test to reveal his faith. God built Abraham slowly, piece by piece, year by year, into the man of faith. If you're wondering why you may not have faith to move mountains, start by trusting God with the little miracles first. And you will see how God builds your faith step by step until that mountain, that problem, will have no choice but to move in the power of God. This was commonplace for the life of Abraham. God would test him many times to see if he would be loyal to him. But this test was the hardest test for Abraham that any man could ever endure. Can you imagine if Abraham had not passed this test, at least submit himself to the test? Where would we be today? It is in the place of this mountaintop where Abraham was able to give evidence to the faith that he feared God, but that he also trusted God. If we could just picture the night before Abraham went to that mountain, he must have been anxious and possibly had some doubts. That night could have been his Gethsemane to accomplish the task required of him. There were scars in Abraham's faith, scars of trials and tribulations that is part of our human experience. One author says many scars, scars of leaving his home, scars of gathering and going to Egypt, Scars that grew as he attempted to help his wife with their fertility problem, doing it his own way. Even parting ways with Lot. But in the mind of Abraham, there was no doubt because he trusted and he believed God. The second part I want to speak with you about when there is trouble. And we have a lot of trouble. There is the place where faith triumphs. The scars of your faith are battle-tested experiences that will help you to appreciate where you have been and will serve to launch you toward your destiny. As I mentioned with Abraham, his life was not easy. But because God called him and used his life of obedience to fulfill his plan of salvation, Abraham became the father of many nations. Now, the thought that impressed me as I was preparing for this is that even though Abraham was faithful to God, he was obedient to God. He trusted God. But in that moment when the scars of his faith reached the pinnacle of his challenges, 
What were his thoughts, I thought. I wonder, as he walked his son Isaac on the way to the place of the sacrifice, if I would have the courage to trust God. This aligns, I believe, with the disciples of Jesus who followed him for three years and were firsthand witnesses to the words and the works of the Lord and Master. Nearing the end of his ministry, to Jesus warned his disciples of the coming opposition because he did not want them to be surprised and stumble by it. He told them that because he was leaving, that sorrow would fill their hearts, but that it would be beneficial for them. It would be beneficial for him to leave them so that he could send his Holy Spirit to them. He read their hearts. He knew that their faith would be tested. In John 16, 32 and 33, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. Oh, but yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Even when the disciples feared the pandemic of their extinction, Jesus tells them, you may have peace. Jesus did not promise peace, but he offered it. He said, you may have peace. A person can follow Jesus, yet deny themselves of that peace. We gain the peace Jesus offered by finding it in him. Jesus said that in me, you may have peace. We won't have real peace anywhere else other than in Jesus. He was preparing them for what was about to come. His arrest, the ministry of his teaching was over. He would be beaten, mocked, sentenced for execution, nailed to the cross in the company of notorious criminals, and his lifeless body would be laid in a cold grave. It would be this, the difficulties that, would, that they would encounter that would be their greatest challenge. In other words, sometimes God is doing a work in our lives, and we may not want to hear it. We may not understand it. We may not even want to experience it. The timing is not right, and now all my plans and everything is falling apart. This can lead to stress, anxiety, and fear, and a lack of peace. But in those moments when all hell breaks loose, when our home is upside down, when I can't make my payments, when I don't know if I'll have a job, when the suffering comes from disease and cancer and COVID-19, 
And tragically, I experienced the death of a loved one. Where can I go? Who can I go to? I know. I know in my being. I know from my scars of faith, from my past, that my Redeemer lives. He is the God of hope. He is my loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge. The Lord, our God, is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is present. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. He is with you forever, your best friend who never betrays you. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. By his stripes we were healed, declares the Bible. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. The Lord gives us the victory in spiritual warfare. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up banner of his love over us and covers us. Oh, I feel warm already. He wages war on our behalf and makes us more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Morning Star. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you, is God doing a work in your life that you don't understand? Has sorrow filled your heart? Has bitterness set in? Have you asked, where is God in all of this? My brother and my sister, God isn't mad at you. He isn't punishing you. God loves you, and he wants to show you how all of this that is happening around you is to your advantage. Many of us have come to know, to know Jehovah Jireh as the God who provides a substitute sacrifice for um, Abraham. This act of God was a symbol of the substitute role that Jesus would play in our redemption. Jesus took our place on Calvary so that we can have everlasting life. However, the name Jehovah Jireh points to more attributes of God than his being our provider. When Abraham spoke those words, Genesis 22:14, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Not only was God Jehovah Jireh, the God of provision for Abraham, perhaps Abraham didn't realize that he was speaking prophetically about the price Jesus would pay and how he would become the Lamb of God for the redemption of man. The instant those words fell out of his mouth, he had a vision of Jesus the Messiah. 
the evidence of Jehovah Jireh, the God of vision, came to Abraham as attested by Jesus when Jesus asked him, are, when, the, when the Jews asked Jesus, are you greater than our father Abraham who is dead and the prophets are dead? Who do you make out yourself to be? Here we can understand that the Lord who gives us vision and instruction will also provide all the resources that we need to accomplish what he has told us in this place and in this time. Beloved, hold on. Remain steadfast in your loyalty to God. Trust that the scars of your faith are only stripes building your character through perseverance and hope for the promise, the possibility, and the potential God has ordained for your life. Remember, the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.